fuck you. That's my name. <laughs> This is Sharks Across Hollywood, and now that we got that out of the way, because that was like take three, we're going to talk about a movie that I feel like we should have talked about sooner, but that's kind of all the movies that we're doing lately. We just should have talked about them years ago. It's pretty ridiculous that it's gone this long and we're just now hitting this one because i think the first mention of this movie was probably in within the first three episodes oh it had to have been at least right we're gonna talk about the movie that made me feel like i could make a damn movie and it still never happened because i'm too lazy and too broke to do anything we're gonna talk about clerks the very first movie from kevin smith well technically it's the second movie because he did make a feature-length documentary about a transvestite in film school with scott Mosier. but it's it's okay i don't think that's ever been released has it it has it's on the clerks 10 dvd oh well yeah but i mean like released as a release no no so it doesn't really count i'm just i'm just flexing my kevin smith knowledge muscle you know like i'm like hey look (laughs) look at all the stuff that i know because i had a weird obsession with kevin smith for years you're not alone on all that by the way you're not alone on the kevin smith obsession you're not alone on this being one of the first movies that made you feel like you could be a filmmaker and you're not alone on having still never made a fucking movie not for lack of trying i did try I've did yeah, you I did so did I fuck <laughs> I was never We're both losers yeah kind of I was never a good writer so like it wasn't that I wasn't a good writer it was just like it's hard to sit down and write sometimes and I, I was I have lots of ideas and now I'm like well fuck you know I'll just turn some of those ideas into like novels but I still have to sit down and write those <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the route I went I wanted more than anything to be a screenwriter but I got so frustrated I did finish some scripts and I even tried to make a movie it was called the stink bug from outer space and it was supposed to be a loving homage slash parody of the old 50s you know nuclear science run amok monster movies and i made about 75 percent of it but got stymied by the uh by the bug costume so it never got finished i have like 75 percent of the movie made but now like some of the cast members i don't associate with anymore because they turned out to be assholes and, and we've all aged by it i literally made it the summer Storm was born and he just turned 16 this year. How 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 the wife take that one? Uh she was not stoked on it. Uh <laughs> that that one came back at me. Well, I had a, I had a similar idea except mine would have gone in a more trauma direction because I really liked trauma at the time. Yeah, I could see that. So, mutant scabies from outer space, right? Oh, nice. <laughs> I like that. There's got to be zippers all over the costumes. They have to look like shit, but there's also got to be blood and tits everywhere yeah the trauma okay. way very trauma yes yeah and then i had some Bobby more Kaufman serious would ones. be proud i know that's that, that that was that was my thought i'm like dude if i could do that and he he'd see it he'd totally take it <laughs> from what i gather he won't buy it but he'll fucking take it <laughs> yeah that sounds like lloyd if i made a movie and trauma put their name on it i'd be i'd be a happy guy for the rest of my life now i it i've grown up a little bit and those trauma movies aren't I'm not as interested in them as I used to be. They're, they're kind of a phased thing. I could see that. Like, they're still fun. They're they're more more of the movies that you just kind of watch with other people because you want to see their reactions. Talking to people about yeah. Poultry Geist is one of the funniest fucking things in my life. <laughs> 
Oh my God, you son of a bitch. I, I'm still <laughs> never going to get some of those images out of my head. <laughs> There's a couple videos on YouTube and I'm just like, dude, check this shit out. And it's like when the, when the fucking craziness like officially starts and there's people turning into chickens and eggs are popping out of people's tits and going up people's asses and just all sorts of craziness and it's just funny as shit to just just to watch people's faces just uh the the horrified looks are the best those goddamn eggs i should make the kids the kids are gonna watch that with me you have a couple of barf bags handy that's all i can say (laughs) they would not like it at all they would not be into it the second the zombie fucking butt the the finger goes in the dude's butt they'd be out I just can't get over the fact that he's then wearing it around his neck for the rest of the movie. Because it's their butt plug. Uh, it's, oh, it's so goddamn disgusting. You know, and this movie is, I keep, I look at this movie and I'm like, hey, with a few more tits, Troma could have picked this one up. But, but not really. Instead. Yeah, this isn't, I mean, acting level oh, yeah. is right up Troma's alley. Yeah. For sure. Uh, as well as the juvenile humor (laughs) but there's not nearly enough blood and tits instead though this movie got picked up by one of the shittiest people in the fucking world who gave us some of the greatest movies ever i have such complex feelings on this (laughs) that's a sensitive topic because it's miramax it's not just weinstein at this point but but it's it is at the same i mean it's not just him but it is him him and his brother i think yeah like it's (laughs) It's him in a big way. And I was going to say, they gave us like Quentin Tarantino movies. And I'm like, he's kind of also just as big of a creep, but in a different way. I don't <laughs> think maybe not I don't as think big anybody's just as big of a creep as Harvey. I mean, some people are, but I don't think Tarantino is just as big of a creep as Weinstein. But yeah, he's definitely creepy. No, he really he's got his issues. But anyways, let's talk about Clerks. OK, let's talk about Clerks. We start with the View Askew logo. And uh, do you know that clown? I think the clown has a name and I think that name is Vulgar, which they eventually made into a movie. That original View Askew logo <laughs> is so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And especially yeah. especially the first time I watched it, because the first time <laughs> I watched it, I was still a young, very evangelical guy. I had a thing for movies. I like I I would watch movies that pushed my boundaries and made me uncomfortable and and movies I wouldn't necessarily tell other people about. I didn't lie about the fact that I watched them or anything, but I recognized that they were not acceptable within my community, you know? <laughs> but I was very honest, you know, I was honest about the fact that I didn't see anything wrong with watching a movie like that because I think it's a personal thing, you know? Like they try and make it a rule that everybody has to follow and I felt that it was more of a personal thing that I felt okay watching them. And if you felt okay, then it was okay for you. But if you didn't, then it wasn't okay for you. You know, not that that matters at all. But what I'm trying to say is I was still in a very sheltered state. (laughs) And then I watched this. This movie shocked me in several ways. There are several plot points and stuff that were just too much for me. Like, like, they were blowing my mind. This is before I went down the rabbit hole of a lot of online pornography and stuff. A lot of the terms <laughs> snowballing. This was where I learned that one. Hey, me too, actually. The necrophilia. That was <laughs> uh, pretty shocking for me. The 37 dicks thing. I mean, even that I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I was I was very sheltered when I watched this. Yeah, I, I tell people I scream that a lot at work. <laughs> Just as a non sequitur, he's just like 37 dicks. <laughs> you suck 37 dicks. Usually, usually it's some variation of your mom suck 37 dicks. 
Or your mom sucked my dick thirty-seven times, or whatever. I don't know. Okay, so you 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 kind of you kind of being a DJ with it and remixing <laughs> it to suit your needs, huh? Yeah, yes, I am. Okay, by, okay, by that's by, cool. I don't know if I read this right, but when I was watching Dragons Forever this morning, I'm pretty sure Yoon Byu says a your mom joke. Is that one of the Shaw Scope movies? No, it's Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, and Yoon Byu, directed by. Benny Benny Chan, I believe. I think I saw that, but I didn't feel like rewinding it to like double check because I want to believe that he said like to Sammo Hung, well, your mom does whatever, and I'm that <laughs> 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 it made me laugh, so I was I, it was good because I was talking to Rachel, she was sitting next to me, being a very good sport, sitting through that whole movie with me, doing her uh, relationship penance, and she fucking hates all those movies. <laughs> Like, if, if there's a karate kick or anything, she's like, God, what the fuck? Fuck this. She hates it a lot. And then how does she, she feel about clerks? She said it was okay. And I'm like, fair. It is a very masculine, male-driven movie, even oh. though, you know, the guys are, like, total beta males. It's, it's an, a very accurate time capsule. Oh, yeah. It's it's very it's very male, though. You're, Dante's a little and, bitch. Well, and I think I think one of the cool things about it is that Kevin Smith in a lot of his movies, uh, if not most of them, when he puts men with these sort of uh, uh, hypocritical or misogynistic attitudes towards sex, particularly, you know, like Dante with his 37 dicks thing, when he puts stuff like that in there, what he's dealing with is he's dealing with male insecurity. His own. He's not specifically. Yeah. Because he didn't know and, anything at the time. <laughs> And it's not so much that he's endorsing that worldview or anything as much as he's saying, this is, this is where this character is at, you know, like this is, this is the attitude that this character is, is dealing with. If you watch the movie, the attitude causes him nothing but problems. (laughs) Yeah. Dante is in no way a hero in this movie. Dante is a loser who should be a cautionary tale for all of us. But guess who we both are? Oh, we're absolutely Dante. I'm, I, I'm so Dante. It's not even funny. Like I'm, I'm Randall. Like sometimes, like, like if we, if you and I were doing the same job together, I'd be Randall. You'd, you'd be Dante, right? Probably. Pro- yeah, probably. <laughs> for the, for the mostly, most <laughs> I, I would be Dante, and you would be Randall. But then we would have our moments where you're Randall and I'm Dante too. Yeah. Or rather, you're Dante Oops. and I'm Randall. We're both, both of the characters, but we're, I think. We're both mostly Dante. <laughs> it's kind of a bummer. I didn't, I didn't want to be, but watching it, I'm like, fuck, I'm, I'm him. Well, because the big thing with Randall, Randall has that whole thing where he's like, yeah, I know I'm a fucking loser, but I'm fine being a fucking loser. You're the one who's bitching about it the whole time. <laughs> That's his whole thing, and it makes Dante come to terms with shit. I guess by the end of the day, or so we think. But I mean, obvi- obviously, because <laughs> <Sort of. laughs> by the time, by the time Clerks Two rolls around, they're still fucking working there. <laughs> Neither of them has done shit to improve their situation. <laughs> when it burns down, Randall's like, shit, now where am I going to bring chicks to fuck when my mom's home? <laughs> <laughs> He's 33. All of that being said, let's actually talk about it. I know I said like five minutes ago that we were going to start really talking about it, but we got kind of stuck on the View Askew logo and then kind of went off into our fucking whatever the hell we were talking about. <laughs> oh, that actually, like I, I lost my point, I think, is what I was trying to say is to give you an idea of how sheltered I was. And then that logo comes up first thing on this fucking movie. And I'm just like, OK, I already feel a little dirty. And we all we all know the setup, right? Uh, fucking I'm not even supposed to be here today. He says that like 12 times throughout the movie. He gets 
called in on his day off. He's got a hockey game at two. The boss says he's going to be there at noon to relieve him. And and of course, he's a fucking lying piece of shit. <laughs> very, very much. So Dante gets ready. He, well, he fucking falls out of his closet because apparently he had a long night talking to somebody that we'll meet later. Who fucking talks on the phone at 2.30 in the morning? Randall, Randall says later, he's like, hey, who was on your phone at 2.30 last night? Like, Oh, okay. You know what? I did not pick that up. I did not realize he was talking to her at like that was why he fell out of the closet because i've always wondered why the choice was made to have him fall out of the closet like that but that actually makes perfect sense now i literally watched it in the 90s from the very first moment that i saw i mean i thought it was a great opener you know to have this dude just fall out of his closet to the phone ringing and answer it solid opener right but why (laughs) why is he in there because it's funny this is a comedy, I, after all. I literally learned the answer while recording this podcast. What Good. the fuck? See, you learned it, so everybody, a lot of people listening are probably going to be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting ready for work, and he starts. He pours milk and sugar into this pig head and just drinks it and leaves. There's, like, nothing in it, no coffee or anything. I thought he was pouring milk and coffee into it. Oh, maybe, maybe he did pour coffee. I did not see coffee anywhere. I thought, it, I thought that the pig thing was just filled filled with coffee and he was pouring coffee grounds into the pig head and oh. then just poured milk in and drank it because he didn't have time to wait for it to brew as far as i could tell it's just you see him put milk in there and then sugar and that's I, i'm pretty sure that's okay. what i see it is in black and white so that shit could be anything yeah uh now i'm gonna have to rewatch it with that in mind and and wonder if uh, my brain was just filling in gaps there yeah i asked rachel too i'm like he did just put milk and sugar in that thing right and she's like yeah he did <laughs> that is such an early 20s thing to do well i'm as old as they are in clerks 2 now like a couple years older than them yeah i'm actually younger than well i mean i'm probably i'm you're younger younger, than those guys like the the movie came out when i was 14 or 15 no it came out in 94 so i was 15 so i'm about seven years younger than these guys so these guys are like in clerks 3 they're gonna be hitting 50 and i'm kind of like staring that down (laughs) So, so that yeah. one's going to be even more relevant to you now. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the fact that they're making their first movie at 50 is like a little encouraging to me. Now, this location that's become iconic because of this fucking movie, we're at the quick stop watching Dante fucking open the shutters. And before that part happens, he you hear him say like, oh, shit. And then he walks down the street, opens up. He puts a quarter in one of those like newspaper things and then takes the whole fucking stack because like uh, <laughs> apparently they didn't get delivered that day or something. So he's just stealing all of them from that thing. This movie is full of little time capsules of the 90s because, I mean, I know that gas stations still stock newspapers, but like almost nobody reads them anymore. So, you know, it's like it's not like it would be the panic situation that it was for him where like if you don't stock the newspaper, you're fucked because people are going to come in and get belligerently angry with you if you don't have a newspaper for them to buy in the 90s. Yep. Newspaper and coffee. That's the that's the thing. Also, coffee from cigarettes and cigarettes. You got to get cigarettes. So many cigarettes. Someone did buck 94 a pack. One guy's like fifty three dollars a week on cigarettes. And I'm like, that's like a day for most like casual smokers (laughs) now (laughs) so after all that he does try to open up the he tries to open up the shutters you know somebody jammed gum in the locks he gets some shoe polish and a big sheet and writes on the big thing i assure you we're open and and then still everybody comes in and goes are you open like 
it says on there. So it's broken up into sections. It's just like white text over a black screen. The first section is vilification, which I had to look up. To utter sl- vilifying means to utter slanderous and abusive statements against. To oh, defame. There we go. Or to lower in estimation or importance. This guy comes in, orders a cup of coffee, or buys a cup of coffee, whatever, doesn't order. And then another dude comes in and says, hey, I want a pack of cigarettes. And this guy happens to be Dave Klein, who's the fucking director of photography for a ton of Kevin Smith the That's the guy who comes in and buys the cigarettes. Yeah. Not the guy who's drinking the coffee. Yeah. The guy who got the coffee is like, hey, are you sure you want to do that? Here, check this fucking thing out. Then he pulls this thing out, slams it on the counter, and he's like, what the fuck's that? It's like, it's a fucking black lung or whatever. (laughs) What did he say it was? Yeah, it's like He says, that's your lung. Oh, yeah, that's your lung because you've been smoking since you were like 13 or whatever. And he's like, ew, what the fuck? And then here, here, hold this thing. And he's like, what's this? It's a trach ring. I pulled it out of some fucking 60 year old man he smoked until the day he died he used to put his cigarette in his in his hole and smoke it that way and then i love how this guy gloves up like he he whips out a pair of black like obviously thin but uh uh protective gloves they're latex gloves yeah as he's conversing with this guy he's like how old are you as he's asking him about his age and how long he's been smoking he's slipping these gloves on and he reaches in this bag and pulls out this fucking lung like how did these guys not see that this was a con but you don't see it either the first time you watch it because no you you know he, he just seems like an activist but then uh walt flanagan comes in also and says you know i want some cigarettes walt flanagan is a friend of kevin smith's by the way of course because this movie is cast entirely with his friends yep and he plays like three or four different roles in the movie there's a few of those characters aren't there who who you have multiple guys playing different characters like isn't the uh the i'm so offended guy the same guy who was rolling the eggs around and shit yeah that that's walt flanagan yep (laughs) (laughs) oh that's walt flanagan yep okay okay and then before we before we end this scene though or i guess before we get back to the scene we cut to the real stars of the fucking show jay and son bob show up outside the quick stop (laughs) <laughs> and they don't they don't do anything really except and you know what we're gonna do we're gonna go to that party we're gonna get some pussy i'm gonna fuck this bitch i'm gonna fuck this bitch i'll fuck anything that moves you know what the fuck you looking at? i'll kick your fucking ass shit yeah throw that motherfucker on me 10 bucks you know fucking tonight we're gonna rip off this fucker's head take out his fucking soul your mommy if he tries to buy something for me i'm gonna shit in the motherfucker's bag yo what's up baby What's up, sluts? Shit. Son, Bob, you a rude motherfucker, you know that? You're cute as hell. I like to go down on you, suck you, line up three other guys, make like a circus seal. Ew, you fucking faggot. I hate guys. I love women. What you want, Grizzly Adams? <laughs> I love how Kevin Smith knew that Jay was going to be the breakout character of this movie because he puts in the credits jay and silent bob will return he built a whole career around those two losers now we get back to the gum guy and he's basically starting a riot convincing oh, we, all these I fucking guess we didn't tell the audience that he's oh the shit gum guy yeah he's a he's a chuli's gum representative and that's why he's stirring up so much shit he's stirring up the shit you guys are paying people to kill you you know we're gonna die anyways do we have to pay for it how much money do you spend a week on cigarettes and that's the guy 53 dollars. 53 dollars i mean it was expensive in the 90s when it was a dollar 95 a pack people were like god this is the expense is killing me but i just can't quit and now it's 15 20 dollars a pack 
It's too and much, man. Minimum wage has only changed by two dollars in the interim, by the way, which so, is to say the federal minimum wage. This is where he's going to tell us that he's just following orders. I'll tell you about another group of hate mongers that were just following orders. The Nazis. This guy's nothing but a fucking <laughs> cancer merchant. And then they all start throwing cigarettes at him until Veronica comes in and saves the fucking day. But off camera, you see like a bunch of mist start spraying at everybody. And she's up on the fucking thing with a fucking fire extinguisher. And she's like, get the fuck out of here. And then she like, like she's like, hey, you. this is where we find out the guy is a Chuli's gum representative. After everybody takes off, Dante's just like, what the fuck? And then one guy walks up to the counter and he's like, pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I imagine this dumb shit happens all the time. And well, I mean, obviously Kevin Smith worked at this place, so he was kind of like probably overselling it slightly, but I can't imagine sure. by a whole lot. He's obviously taking all of the most over the top stuff and cramming it into a single day, but none of this stuff is completely out of the realm of feasibility. Oh, Dante and Veronica, you know, that Veronica's his girlfriend. She's She seems like a nice lady, kind of too hot for Dante, but that that's just kind of a theme in these movies. Yeah, but that's sort of like a, kevin smith thing i mean <laughs> yes yes look at it the is. women he's dated throughout his throughout those those early years of his celebrity it's like yeah they were all way too hot for you <laughs> he, he met his wife pretty early actually on the actually during press for chasing amy that's when he met her really yeah which is kind of crazy he was dating the girl who played Alyssa in chasing amy for a while joey lauren adams he was doing all right so this is a conversation that I have with myself constantly where Veronica, well, Dante's like, I'm not even supposed to be here today. I fucking hate this place. And she's like, well, maybe you should just go to school. You should just go to school because, you know, I moved here. I transferred to a school closer to you so you could fucking be, so we could be together. And I thought you'd want to go a little more if I was closer to you. And he's like, why can't we ever have a fucking conversation without that coming up? Ah." And then they end up hanging out down like behind the counter and Dante leaves a sign up that says please take change when applicable and be honest but then they also have that sign that says if you plan to shoplift let us know some of the signs in this movie are pretty funny then a, a, a big conversation starts here this is this is like the big not really like one of the big conflicts of the movie so they're talking you know how many people have you had sex with and he's like 12 and she slaps him and he's like what the fuck do you get to do you do I do I get to hit you and you tell me how many people you fucked and she's like three and that's including him and all that shit. And then they talk about making your partner come and climax and how it's really easy for women to make it happen, but it's hard for men to make girls come and all that shit. And I'm like, it's not really that hard if you know what you're doing. Apparently the clitoris is a fucking little elusive creature that nobody can find. And I'm like, it's it's right there. Yeah, it's not hard to find. <laughs> it's just most guys haven't gotten any education on it, especially back in the fucking nineties in the mid nineties, when no one had the internet, there was no education. There was no, there was no, Hey, here it is. They give you this diagram in school that looks nothing like a human body. It, 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 it It's a human cutaway and nobody knows what the fuck they're looking at. And then they're like, well, there you go. You've gotten all the education you need. You're now sent on your way into the world. <laughs> there's your sex education. I got that in fifth grade. I never got a single bit of sex education beyond that, that I didn't do on my own independent research. Thank you. The internet. They're having a little argument about like, he, he fucked too many people and she thinks he's a pig and all that shit. And she gets up and he's like, well, what the fuck? What do you, what do you get? What are you getting up for? And she's like, I have, unlike you, I have a class in 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but they stand up and Willem happens to be standing at the counter and she calls him snowball and he leaves. You suck that guy's dick? 
Yeah, how do you think I knew that he... Wait, but you said you only had sex with three different guys. You never mentioned him. Because I never had sex with him. You sucked his dick. We went out a few times. We never had sex, but we fooled around. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me you only had sex with three different guys? Because I did only have sex with three different guys. That doesn't mean I didn't just go with people. Oh, my God. I feel so nauseous. I'm sorry, Dante. I thought you understood. I did understand. I understood that you had sex with three different guys, and that's all you said. Please calm down. How many? Dante. How many dicks have you sucked? Go. How many? Wait, shut up a second, and I'll tell you. Jesus. I didn't freak out like this when you told me how many girls you fucked. This is different. This is important. How many? Something like 36? Oh, your voice. Wait, what is that anyway? Something like 36? Does that include me? Um, 37. I'm 37? I'm going to class. Oh, my God. 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? My favorite part of this scene, though, is what comes next. Oh, when, when she when she storms out and he yes. opens the door, try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot and the guy leaning up against the building starts to get up and walk. And he's like, hey, hey, you get back here. <laughs> I love the look on the guy's face too. The guy's just, there's this dude is just standing there not paying attention to anything and then he comes out, the lady walks by, he kind of glances up a little and then he says the line about trying not to suck any dicks on the way to the parking lot. <laughs> the guy gets his look, like his eyebrows go up and he stands up and just walks right <laughs> after. The comedic timing of that shot it's probably the funniest moment of the movie. I laugh so fucking hard. Yeah, that that's one of those every every once in a while like some of the acting is okay cuz you know, they all they did all this in like one or two takes, you know, that's they didn't have a lot of time. They didn't have a lot of film, so they yeah. needed to. But some, every once in a while, there's a couple line deliveries that are just like, fucking yes, that's perfect. Nobody could have done that better. It's just like the way it, it and <laughs> and it just it just works, right? And the whole thing for me works. Like, I don't care that the acting isn't great. I understand. He made this movie for less than $30,000 and just overnight when he wasn't working. Not the easiest thing in the world to do. Yeah. Right? By the way, for in case the listener wasn't informed on this already, that's the reason he has the device of the shutters being jammed with gum yes. and unable to open is so he could shoot at night and pretend it was the day. Randall. Randall's coming, but before he comes, there's an old guy who walks in to Dante with a big giant box with a VHS tape in it. He's like, hey, is, is he going to get here soon? Because Randall is always late, we'll learn. And this guy's trying to return this videotape so he can get another movie. And this whole conversation is so 90s, I can't fucking even. Hey, it's not like it's a demanding job over there. I'd like to get paid to sit on my ass and watch TV. I walked in there the other day, that son of a bitch was sleeping. I'm sure he wasn't sleeping. Are you calling me a liar? Are you calling me a liar? No, he's probably just resting his eyes. What the hell is that, resting his eyes? What, like he's some air traffic controller? Actually, that's his night job. Wise ass too, huh? God, keep cracking wise. That's why you're jockeying a register in some fucking local convenience store instead of working on a steady job. Look, I've got no time to bullshit around here. Wait for that son of a bitch. Make sure he gets that. The number is 812. My name's Winoski. And I wanted a movie tonight. Well, if you'll just tell me the title of the movie, I'm sure he'll hold it for you. Don't hurt yourself, buddy. I'll go to Big Choice Video instead. You forgot your keys. But this guy's a prick and I don't like him because he's like, oh, you know, if, if you weren't such a smartass, you could be like working a steady job instead of jockeying a register at this fucking convenience store. Oh, get a fucking life. That yeah, kinda, this guy. That kind of mentality uh, is still around, and it's so annoying. Yeah, this 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 fucking guy. I was getting flashbacks <laughs> of like every one of my grandfather's generation, like every one of my grandfather's generation who I ever had a conversation with is this fucking guy. Let's talk about Randall. 
Okay, fuck it. Let's talk about Randall. <laughs> so the first time we see Randall, he's he walks past this lady that's leaning up against the wall outside the door of the of RST video. <laughs> he walks up to the door and tries to open it. And he's like, God, is, is, he, is the guy still not here? She's like, no, he, I've been waiting here since like 11 o'clock. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you just go somewhere else? She's like, well, I would go to Big Choice, but the tape I want, the tape I want is right on that wall. And he's like, oh, which one? She's like, dental school. And he's like, oh, I came for that too. She's like, well, I have first dibs. So blah, blah. And he's like, you know what? I bet you $20 that you don't get to rent that tape. <laughs> And then he goes in and he does what they call wrangling where he dances through the door. And Dante's like, hey, what the fuck? You're late, man. And he's like, dude, if I knew you were going to be here, I would have come even later. Clearly, they're best friends. It's such a fucking weird. His his wrangling thing is like <laughs> it's a very it's not even really dancing. It's like a particular walk, but like slumped way back. It's it's the weirdest looking walk. What you didn't mention is that he doesn't just walk up to the door and start, you know, jiggling the handle to see if anybody's in there he walks past almost goes into the quick stop then turns around <laughs> sees the woman standing there and decides he's gonna fuck with her it is kind of like yeah it was kind of a second thought he's like uh yeah i guess i'll go back there and fuck around for a second <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of bullshitting with dante for a second he's like dude just go open the fucking video store and he does he goes out there and then oh that that asshole guy from before when arsky he forgot his keys and dante threw him away so when randall walks out <laughs> The guy's like, hey, did you see a set of keys anywhere? And then this is the first time I had ever heard this line because I still haven't seen this movie. Uh, <laughs> Randall goes, no time for love, Dr. Jones. It doesn't even make fucking sense in that context, but it's just him being so dismissive of this guy who's looking for his keys. Yep. I can only imagine what this lady's thinking when Randall goes and unlocks the door to the video store. and She, she comes in, though, without saying a word. I did think that was a great comedy moment. The first time I watched it, that cracked me up. Because That's I didn't funny. see it coming. What the hell is syntax? I don't know what syntax means. Syntax is the way you put your thoughts together in a sentence. Well, there you go. I just looked it up, and that's almost exactly what that is. Randall spends very little time in the fucking video store. By the way, the next section is called Syntax, which is why I brought that up. So, yeah. Randall spends very little time in the video store. He's usually just hanging out in the quick stop talking to Dante. And yeah, he's like, he's almost never over at the video store. This line is funny. I can't remember exactly the conversation here, but Randall's like, well, I'm a firm believer in the philosophy of a ruling class, especially since I rule. And this is also where we learn that Randall said, hey, I called your house at about 2.30 last night. Who was who were you on the phone with? And he, Dante he's like you don't want to know he's like caitlin again clearly they've had this conversation before yeah you see i spaced my viewings of this movie out by so much that i never catch that i never catch that 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 is why he was in the closet in first thing in the morning it just <laughs> never connected because i always just i have too much breathing room too much room to forget in between viewings and this is where Dante really started to remind me of you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really sorry. But when they're talking about Caitlyn and he's like, dude, I don't know how you can romanticize your relationship with Caitlyn. Like she was she just made you nuts, man. She, she's like, didn't didn't she cheat on you? And he's like, yeah, eight and a half times. He's like eight and a half. You would just be the guy to, to pine like this, even over even over a chick who was awful to you. Yes, you're not wrong. I, w I was this guy at around the, my mid 20s, too. So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Dante tells a story about how she cheated on him eight and a half times and it turns out he ended up in a red room that she and she was supposed to go into another bedroom with some other dude at the same party I guess they she didn't even know he was at this party and then she ended up in the bedroom with him but she called him another dude's name and then Randall goes <laughs> that's 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 not cheating people say weird things during sex I, one time I called this girl mom <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm. It was funny. And I wrote down, he's he's an idiot to think such a shitty relationship will be good the second time around. Because he's like, I think all the problems me and Veronica have been having are just a subconscious, a subconscious something, something to my desire to break up with her and shit. Yeah, he's not wrong there. He does want to break up with her because he does think that what he really wants is to go back with Caitlyn. He's wrong in thinking that it'll be any better. Well, I mean, obviously he, he knows what he's thinking, but he doesn't know what he's thinking is incorrect i think he's lying to himself i don't think dante actually knows what he's thinking i think dante <laughs> is like he's 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 in that denial cycle where he's like nope that's not what i'm thinking that's not what i'm thinking until you believe it you he's know? a dumb fucking 22 year old I, I i was there once i know randall goes well i think the four of you should get together and discuss this and he's like the four of us like yeah you veronica caitlin and caitlin's fiance she's getting married to an asian design major now randall's back in the video store and this, this mom and her kid walk in and she's like, hey, do you guys sell videotapes? I'm looking for happy, scrappy hero pup. In this scene, this is where he's reading off all these porn titles. So <laughs> he asks Kevin, he's like, dude, my mom's going to fucking watch this movie. Can we like take some of these off of here? He handed like the note card to Kevin Smith and Kevin just wrote down even worse ones for him to say. Excuse me, do you sell videotapes? Yeah, what are you looking for? Happy, scrappy hero pup. Uh, one second. I'm on the phone with the distribution house now. Let me make sure they got it. What's it called again? Happy Scrappy Hero Pup. Happy Scrappy. She loves it. Obviously. Uh, yeah, hi, this is RST Video Calling. Customer number 4352. I'd like to place an order. Okay, I need one each of the following tapes. Whispers in the Wind. To each his own. Put it where it doesn't belong. My pipes need cleaning. All tit fucking volume 8. I need your cock. Ass worshipping rim jobbers. My cut and eight shafts. Come clean. Come gargling naked sluts. Come buns three. Coming in socks. Come on, Eileen. Huge black cocks with pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls who crave cunt. Met alone too, the KY connection. Pink pussy lips. Oh yeah, and uh, all holes filled with hard cock. Yep. Oh, wait a minute, uh, what was that called again? A teensy bit of trivia I picked up today. In its original release, the little girl saying happy scrappy hero pup was dubbed over by a different little girl. And then in Clerks X, which was the 10th anniversary DVD edition, they removed the dub and put the original little girl's voice in. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to do the director's cut. I love Kevin Smith, but he really needs to be reined in sometimes because the shit that gets cut out of his director's cut stuff is it's for the best. Like almost 100% across the board, <laughs> it's for the best. And not not because it's bad, it just it just like kind of makes stuff too long. And Yeah, it and doesn't it, serve yeah. any real useful purpose a lot of the time. I don't know. I haven't seen all of his deleted scenes, but I've seen some of his deleted scenes, and I'm like, yeah, that got deleted for a reason. Yeah, I'm like, it would be fine, but it would like drag it down a little bit and add a couple minutes that just weren't necessary. Dante calls the fucking newspaper to ask if the article about Caitlyn marrying that dude <laughs> is a fucking misprint. Maybe you have a vindictive printer working for you oh that's a really dumb scene hey i hate dante dante's a dipshit like he's a lovable dipshit but he's still a fucking dumbass i hate dante too because it's because i feel personally attacked by his character the next section well i is it a section yeah uh well the next part let i just wrote down berserker so we meet a character named olaf who doesn't do anything but he shows up and jay says hey man olaf metal <laughs> and then he's like my love for you is like a truck berserker would you like some making fuck i love it i i that's another thing i do all the time <laughs> and people don't think it's funny because apparently nobody's ever seen this movie and it's weird to me because you're dealing primarily with um a lot you're dealing with a lot of 20 somethings and then a lot of 50 somethings right at your job <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of so those are like the two demographics that have completely missed clerks well i'm fucking... millennials 
millennials yeah. and and late gen x we all saw clerks but uh yeah randall is having a crisis about fucking star wars yeah like he has a moment yeah he's sitting there he's watching it he's he's watching the movie and then he turns it off and he just looks like it like it broke something in him and then he immediately and then he has, has to, to talk to dante he has to talk to dante and dante's pulling a Pringles light can, by the way. It's not Pringles. It's Pringles light. It's pulling the can off of some asshole's fist. That particular sequence is one of the very poorly choreographed sequences. Uh, there are a few extremely poorly choreographed sequences in this movie, and that is definitely prominent amongst them. And it also it, it takes the movie kind of out of reality because you have that dopey like Animal House like character too. I can't think yeah. of a way to describe it. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the big the big dopey dumbass. He's uh, he's Big Head from Surf Two. Yes, yes, that thing. That yeah. movie does which, not take place in our reality. So yeah, totally does not belong in this movie, which is mostly pretty grounded. The question first is Randall asked Dante, which do you prefer, uh, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi? And Dante says Empire Strikes Back, and I'm like, you're right. He says that it has a down ending. That's what life is, a series of down endings. And then the contractor hears them, overhears them talking about the Death Star and all the independent contractors on on the second Death Star that were were killed because they just decided to blow it up when it was halfway finished. And the contractor says, you know, a contractor's what personal politics comes into play when picking a job and you know he didn't die but his friend did. I bet he feels really good about that. Because they did a he a reshingling job. He didn't take job. a roofing job yeah. for a mob. That's right, a reshingling job for a, a mob boss. What does vagary mean? It means an erratic, unpredictable or extravagant manifestation, action or notion. This episode is teaching me so much. <laughs> We're going to talk about my other favorite scene in the movie where Randall's back in the video store and a lady <laughs> comes up to him and goes, hey, do you know? And he's sitting there like on the counter, just like spread out, fucking reading a magazine, <laughs> not paying attention to shit. And this lady walks up to him and goes, are either one of these any good? Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You mean you haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these? Nope. Well, what about these two? Oh, they suck. These are the same two movies? You weren't paying any attention. No, I wasn't. I don't think your manager would appreciate it. I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. I was only pointing out that you weren't paying any attention to what I was saying. Uh, I hope it feels good. You hope what feels good? I hope it feels so good to be right. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? (sighs) Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you! Hey, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah! How about the egg guy? This guy was definitely pulled from real life. <laughs> he had to be, right? Some weird, probably not quite so weird. Absolutely. But. So he, this dude is just sitting on the floor in the middle of the aisle, fucking taking all the egg cartons out of the fridge and just like looking at all of them and doing weird shit to him, putting them in his mouth, rubbing them on his nipples. <laughs> and Randall walks in. He's like, what the fuck's going on? He's like, that guy's going through all the eggs. He's trying to find the perfect dozen. He's like, why doesn't he just mix and match? And he's like, I told him that. And he yelled at me. He said that it's important to have standards. And then a lady, <laughs> a lady comes up to the counter to buy some cigarettes who happens to be Kevin Smith's sister in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
I did not know that. That's new information. And she's like, I've actually seen this before. It usually happens with guidance counselors. And they're like, why guidance counselors? Because if your job was as worthless as they were, as pointless as theirs is, like, wouldn't you go a little crazy? (laughs) Then Randall says something that has been true of almost my entire school career. I had a good guidance counselor in, like, elementary school. But after that, they were fucking useless. And he's like, you know what? Come to think of it, my guidance counselor was pretty useless. The instance of the guy looking for the perfect dozen had to come from real life but that explanation was 100 kevin smith and it's perfect i absolutely love it but that was totally kevin smith the next section is purgation the act a result of purging which you know to clear of guilt to free from moral or ceremonial defilement or to barf to cause evacuation from yes then we see the little kid buying cigarettes <laughs> And then we get Randall just doesn't give two shits. He doesn't doesn't even look up. (laughs) Dante was definitely in the store right there. I don't know where the fuck he was because he immediately comes walking right back out. And then this is where we talk about the jizz mopper. And I love to fucking throw this out to people too. Like this, this movie uh, makes up a lot of the dialogue that I just randomly throw at people to see what they say. That's a little weird because this is so anachronistic that there's no way it's still a thing. I've been to porno shops. Okay. I, in the, in the 21st century, I had not in the nineties. I think I went to one porno shop in like 1997, right after I turned 18. I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And it it traumatized me walking in there. Like (laughs) it it was so seedy and it was in this like really sketchy area of Tacoma, which is already kind of sketchy, or at least it was in the nineties. Now it's all suburban, but it was like like the time I went into the pagan store. Exactly. Right. Like, so yeah, I walked in and I did buy a magazine, but it was like way overpriced and really shitty quality. but it was like really, really, really specific. It was one of those really specifically targeted fetish magazines. And I didn't even really know what I was buying. I just wanted to get something while I was there. So I bought this magazine and I walked out and I was just like trembling for the next 30 <laughs> minutes in horror because it was I was so creeped out and it was so skeezy at that time. I believe it. But again, that was when the Internet was in its very, very early days. Nowadays, there's no fucking way this shit still exists. There's no fucking <laughs> way jerk off booths are still a thing, <laughs> except maybe in like a major city where you could get away with, you know, like catering to an extremely niche market so walt flanagan is at the counter again he's playing a completely different character this time and (laughs) fucking randall just goes two minutes after he played the egg guy randall just goes how much do you think the average jizz mopper makes per hour and i've asked (laughs) i've asked people that question and they're just like what the hell are you talking about and then then we get the explanation of what a jizz mopper is like oh it's the guy that cleans the glass (laughs) cleans the glass in the nudie booth after the dude blows his load Mostly everybody just does it right on the glass. They'll insert anything into any opening. They offend the guy and he's like, it's, it, I'm, I don't think sorry can make up for it. And he's like, dude, you think that's offensive? And he's looking at porn. And then he shows her, shows him this picture of a giant vagina on the page. You could see it. Yes, uh, that one really shocked me because I think that's part of the reason that the MPAA tried to go NC-17 with clerks is oh. because is that one shot specifically I because he flips it. it it's it's the only thing that happens in the movie aside from talking but you can i mean that is that it's an issue of high society yep. thank you high definition which was one of the magazines back in the day that actually showed like close-up shots of the vag and wow like there's a dark spot where it 
the vagina is open and you can like see into <laughs> yeah. the hole. Uh, even like, Randall says you can, I think you can see your kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an extremely graphic for its day. You know, I mean, by today's standards, again, Just the internet has completely <laughs> ruined everything. But at that time, like that fucking shocked me. I think it's in this scene where Randall says, well, I can do without all the people in the video store. And Dante says, which ones? And he's like, all of them. <laughs> I know that yeah, he's, he's like this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers yeah. <laughs> he's like just tell me tell me there are people that drive the fucking sh- drive you fucking nuts every day and he's like oh okay I guess it's not just like a person it's like a group of people the milkmaids and the milkmaid that they show is Kevin Smith's mom oh seriously yeah <laughs> And the milkmaids, he's like, these ladies are just like reaching into the back of the fridge, pulling out all the milk like they're going to find one that's not going to go bad for like a decade. Yeah, that was this section. The whole section is is pretty good. Like, and it's 100 percent true, too. Absolutely. And he's like, oh, well, think about all these stupid questions that I get in the at the fucking video store. Hey, do you have that one movie with that one guy that was out last year? Okay, when I worked at Hastings. That shit happened all the time. Yeah, that's exactly it. They're just like, this movie, it's about this and this. I'm like, dude, did you dream this? Because I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> like, Into the Wild came out when I was working there, and I, I didn't know what it was. Everybody kept on going, hey, Call of the Wild. I'm like, why are so many fucking people asking me about this, like, 30-year-old movie? Because that was before <laughs> the Harrison Ford movie had come out. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a, a while before that movie came out. I'm just like, why? What the hell are you guys all talking about? And it turns out there's a movie directed by, what, Sean Penn? called Into the Wild based on the John Krakauer novel. I had no fucking idea. And then, you know, just all You're the- like the Ethan Hawke movie? Yeah, exactly. The Ethan Hawke movie. Oh, no, that movie. was White That Fang. was White Fang, though. Me. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I think both book, both of those books were written by the same guy, though. But I think it can't- Yeah, that, they were both written by Jack London. But I do think a Call of the Wild adaptation came out around that same time in the late 80s, early 90s, I too, though. Do, I do believe you are correct. Yeah, so- it, Yeah, but it was just weird to me. But it, 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 it's a series of stupid questions. And then there's, like, people asking about music because Hastings had all sorts of shit like hey man you got the skillet cd i'm like oh yeah it's not in the christian section if that's where you were looking for it's like oh shit no there they have some harsh ass lyrics i'm like they're jesus freaks but okay randall says they always pick the most fucking mentally devoid picture on the rack and then it cuts back to dave klein <laughs> and he's like "Ooh, navy seals i remember i took that one as a personal attack because i fucking loved navy seals back in the day <laughs> i've never seen it but yeah i know it's a stupid action movie it's you know it's just it's just a stupid action movie with i'm pretty sure it has michael bean and charlie sheen in it so so, yeah, Michael times. Bean, Michael Bean. Uh, I was thinking of Michael Dudikoff for some reason. We go to the convenience store dumb questions, and these get really dumb. Uh, one guy's like, what do you mean there's no ice? You mean I got to drink this coffee hot? And then there's the, how much is this thing anyway? I don't know who that girl is, but there's something about her delivery just makes me happy. And then it's, she's like, how much is this thing anyway? And right behind her, it says the price. He does that. He does that pullback to reveal <laughs> a giant fucking sign pointing right to the object. <laughs> with the price in huge numbers and that shit happens all the fucking time i hate working retail i'm so fucking glad i'm never doing it again like there's just no part of me that could handle that yeah my soul's been crushed so much i i don't know maybe i'd be great at retail i don't know i have the utmost respect for people who are just good at that job who can just handle it it's fucking crazy to me I can kiss customers' asses. I'll tell you what, I'm good at that. I, I'm, I'm I'm good at being the friendly customer service agent, man. I can I can do that shit. I would be so burnt out by the end of the day, like more so than I already am. But then I go home and I be- I beat the shit out of your wife and kids. about being Randall. No, Jesus, man! Like <laughs> you got to take it to the darkest fucking place possible. No, then I go home and I just yell at myself 
for not having the guts to just Randall up for a minute. Randall's like, so you vented, dude. Don't you feel better? And he's like, no, because Caitlyn's getting married and blah, blah. But then Veronica shows up and she's awesome. She brought him lasagna and she's like, you know, we had a fight, but I forgive you. Have you thought about it? And he's like, yeah, Randall helped me put it in perspective. And she's like, how? And Dante says, he told me that at least he wasn't 36. And then Randall immediately goes off screen 37 and starts making slurping noises. <laughs> the next section I didn't need to look up because I knew I know what malaise means. I'm full of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel you. This is where we learn that the boss who was supposed to come in at noon actually ended up in Vermont. And then Dante has this thing where he likes to apologize to people for getting kind of pissed off about shit when he has every right to be mad. And then Randall says, dude, you shouldn't apologize so much. He's like, I can't help it. And he's and then Don Randall starts giving him too much shit. And Dante says, would you shut the fuck up? And he's like, hey, don't yell at me. And he's like, I'm sorry. So he's like, see, there you go again. He had a hockey game at two, but he's like, you know, fucking... We can't play. We're both here at work. And then he's like, wait a minute. We don't have to play at the park. They're going to have everybody come to the store. And it's revealed that, hey, we're playing on the roof, which seems so stupid and fucking dangerous. Yeah, on rollerblades. On the-, the worst part is they're strapping into their rollerblades before they go up the ladder. Yeah, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm guessing... Oh, the the 90s. I'm guessing the boss wasn't there that day. Probably not. (laughs) Like the guy who actually owned the place. There is a scene later where he walked in and immediately walked out because of what they were doing. I was thinking he could have just been one of those guys who was like, fuck yeah, man, rollerblading on the roof, that's awesome! You know, like no thought to consequences at all, because some people are just like that. Then there's an asshole who needs to buy cigarettes and he's being a dick, and of course he gets the better of Dante. Dante says, well, if you can fucking make this goal, then, you know, fine. But he's not on skates, so he already has the advantage <laughs> yeah a little bit right but he ends up shooting the ball off the roof and then one the dude who comes by the dude who brought the ball he's like dude i brought the orange one and the orange one and then dante yells down hey do you guys see any balls down there and then you hear jay go about the biggest pair you ever seen dingleberry and, it makes me laugh. <laughs> and so the hockey game's over short and not very sweet it's kind of a bummer bummer for dante yeah 12 minutes <laughs> and then 12 minutes <laughs> get 12 minutes of a game and then it's over fuck and then the next section is harbinger which you know the bringer of death or whatever so now dante's changing a light bulb and this old man walks in and he has to take a shit he asks dante to give him some toilet paper and then some porno <laughs> he, he does it in the most ridiculous <laughs> way too he's like what kind of toilet paper you got back there huh oh oh that's gonna play hell on my hemorrhoids hey, you think i could maybe get some of the good stuff like he like yep. he's he's such a weedly little shit this guy this guy knew exactly what he was doing from the moment he walked in here oh. he just wanted a place to jerk off yep his wife's at home nothing assuming he has one so he takes off and we don't see him again for a few minutes uh randall walks in and he's like hey you want something to drink and then dante says hey yeah gatorade and randall goes what happened to all the gatorade and he's like exactly they drank it all because there was a, a conversation earlier before the hockey game is like hey man can we get some gatorade and he's like no you have to pay for it he's like no you're fucking doing this you might as well just give us free drinks and shit but they drank all the gatorade because they're assholes even though they said they wouldn't those bastards now we learn about Julie Dwyer. Julie Dwyer is... Oh, the legend of Julie Dwyer. Yes. So again, this takes place after Mallrats. So in Mallrats, Julie Dwyer dies, and that's why T.S.'s girlfriend Brandy has to be on truth or date. And it was all T.S.'s fault, that little shit. Because he called her fat. 
Peter. Well, he didn't call her fat. He said the camera adds 10 pounds. Yeah. She had an eating disorder all through high school. So they're going to go to her wake. Well, Randall's like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go if you go. And Dante's like, she didn't mean anything to you. And he's like, she didn't mean anything to you either until I told you she died. <laughs> she is one of the 12 that Dante had sex with, though. So One of the illustrious 12. So they end up going to the wake. And on the way there, they're talking about uh, Cousin Walter breaking his neck. Cousin Walter also got a gerbil stuck in his ass when you're t- if you're talking about mall rats. However... Is it the same cousin Walter? Uh, that's a good question because Brody never mentioned that. Although I gotta say, given Brody and Randall's individual characters, it would not surprise me at all <laughs> if they turned out to be cousins. They were related in some way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he broke his neck trying to suck his own dick, and then Randall calls Dante repressed because he wouldn't. He never tried it, but then now then he calls him a pervert when he when he admits to finally trying it. That whole conversation, <laughs> and then his final. His final twist. So going to this funeral slash wake thing doesn't go well. They go inside and like two seconds later, it's I think it says what one minute later, five minutes later on the on the yeah, card. Yeah, we thing. get a little title card. And then Randall and Dante come running out, and it turns out that Randall had knocked over the casket and her fucking body fell out. <laughs> They get back to the quick stop and he's like, dude, her fucking body fell. He's like, I put it back. It doesn't matter if she, it's not like she's going to break anything or it doesn't matter <laughs> if she breaks anything. And the uh, Randall is such a jaded shit. The next section is called perspicacity. OK, I'm going to need a definition on that one because I that that is one I admittedly don't even have a guess at. Of acute mental vision or discernment. And that makes sense. The quality of having ready insight into things. Jay farts on rudeness. Jay farts on Randall. Even though it's dumb, it kind of made me laugh for some reason. I don't remember that at all. Because they're they're arguing about what just happened at the wake, Dante and Randall, and then Jay just kind of comes up and farts on him real quick and then runs away. Speaking of cars, Randall wants to borrow Dante's car to go rent a movie, which is weird because he works in a video store, but his logic is I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can rent a good movie. Of course. The movie he wants to rent is a, is a porno, which that's another thing that you forget about is Blockbuster didn't have a porno section. Oh, did they not? No, they did not. Well, apparently Big Choice does. Pretty much all the other video stores did, but Blockbuster never had a porno section. Or if they had it in the early days, they didn't have it by the mid 90s. Let's talk about title dictates behavior. Hey, let me borrow your car. I don't want to talk to you. Fine, just let me borrow your car. Why should I loan you my car? I want to rent a movie. You want to rent a movie? I want to rent a movie. What's that for? You work in a video store. I work in a shitty video store. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And a pack of cigarettes. Cute cat. What's his name? Annoying customer. Fucking dickhead. Can you imagine being halfway decent to the customer sometimes? Let me boil your car. May I be blunt with you? If you must. We are employees of the Quick Stop, Convenience, and RST Video, respectively. As such, we have certain obligations, though they may seem cruel and unusual, does mean manning the store until closing. I see. So playing hockey and attending wakes, these practices are standard operating procedures. There's a difference. Those are obligations. Obligations that couldn't have been met at any other date. Now, renting videos, that's just gratuitous. Not to mention illogical, being that you work at a video store. I don't think I care for your rationale. Well, it's going to have to do being that it's my car up for a request. So what's your point? My point is, you're a clerk paid to do a job. You can't just do anything you want while you're working. So your argument is that title dictates behavior. What? The reason you won't let me use your car is because I have a title and a job description. I'm supposed to follow it, right? Exactly. So I'm no more responsible for my decisions here than, say, a death squad soldier in Bosnia? Oh, now that's stretching it. You're not being asked to slay children or anything. Yeah, not yet. And I remember one time in his day. I'm going to 
gonna break your fucking head, you fucking so, jerk! I'm sorry, he meant to hit me. Yeah, well, he missed. Yeah, I know. Here, let me refund your money and we'll call it even, all right? I'll never come in here again. And if I see you again, I'm gonna break your fucking head open. What the fuck you do that for? Two reasons. One, I hate it when people can't shut up about the stupid tabloid headlines. Oh, Jesus. And two, to prove a point, title does not dictate behavior. What? If title dictated my behavior as a clerk serving the public, I wouldn't be allowed to spit water at that guy. But I did. So my point is that people dictate their own behavior. Even though I work in a video store, I choose to go rent movies at Big Choice. Agreed? You are a danger to both the dead and the living. I like to think I'm a master of my own destiny. Please get the hell out of here. I know I'm your hero. Yeah, there's merit to both arguments. And I 100% am on Randall's side with spitting in that dude's face. Because <laughs> that guy needed to shut the fuck up immediately. It's a weekly world news style magazine, by the way. Not the not the celebrity gossip yeah, rags, no. but the ones like that, are, the that cool are just tabloids. outlandish. The fun, the fun ones. tabloids. The ones that the men in black use to find aliens. Yeah, the ones I still follow on Instagram because that's the only place they actually have a presence anymore. Yeah, I don't think they don't sell them at the grocery store or anything anymore, do they? No, nope. it's a damn shame. We we lost some great journalists because that was fun. And it's yeah, all it's all bullshit, but it's fucking amazingly weird, funny bullshit. I really feel like I lost out on that because I had relatives who would read that stuff and I didn't get that they were in on the joke like i thought they actually thought it was true and maybe some of them did i was gonna say are you sure they were in on the joke um yeah no that's like that's kind of the scary part is is i'm not convinced that all of them got that it was a joke but once i got that it was comedy it became one of my favorite things and that was like right as it went out of print randall wins that argument and dante gives him his keys and then randall takes off <laughs> the next section is called paradigm a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations and the experiments performed in support of them are formulated. Yeezus. So this is where the next scene where we meet Rick Darris, and he's a fucking douchebag. Oh, wow. He's is a, he ever? Holy shit. He's at the counter, and he's buying milk. Dante lifts it up. He sighs, and the guy's like, hey, man, you need, you're, you're fucking out he of shape. He grunts. He, yeah. Like, I'm not out of shape. There's not an out of ounce of fat on my body, but no tone either. Uh, he's obviously a personal trainer. In the midst of this conversation, a young lady walks in who happens to be the sister of a character we'll meet in the next movie, Chasing Amy. Well, not the next movie, then the next movie chronologically, Chasing Amy. She is Alyssa's sister, who is Joey Lauren Adams' character, who Ben Affleck falls in love with. Oh, okay. It's all connected, man. Don't they have a common sister in from Mallrats? Yes. Okay, okay. All right, so they're all three sisters. Apparently. So it turns out that Rick has fucked Caitlin while him and Dante were dating, or her, while her and Dante were dating, har har. And then in the midst of this conversation, a, a suit and tie guy comes in and gives Dante a fine for selling a four-year-old girl cigarettes. The fine is doubled due to the crazy low age of the child or whatever. And then Darius and the, the girl are like, dude, that's sick, man. I'm not doing business with your fucking ass or whatever and he's like it's not me i didn't fucking do it and then they leave and fuck you and then off camera somebody comes in the door and it's caitlin oh shit and suddenly dante's mood improves for some fucking reason yeah weird right then we cut to yeah. we cut to randall having just this this god like experience at the fucking video store i think you mean a a spiritual awakening at the spiritual video store. yes thank you dante's really excited about having caitlin there silent bob even shows up and he he buys some shit he just kind of shows up doesn't say a word just fucking doesn't do anything just buys stuff jay dances because we got to have that dante though is really indignant about caitlin who is not his girlfriend getting engaged to this guy and yeah, he's kind um, of a fucking dick about it total dick about it 
Yeah. He's like, we talk, we've been talking so much and you haven't mentioned him once. And she's like, well, that's because I knew this would fucking happen. And you'd act like this, <laughs> like you're acting right now. Cause you're a fucking dumbass. Fair enough. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> they end up in RST video and cause he's like, I don't want to be interrupted. So we need to talk in here. And she's like, he's like, well, why the fuck didn't you tell me all that shit? And she's like, I didn't want to because you're a fucking idiot. And this would happen as it turns out. She's not actually going to marry the guy. She, the relationship is obviously not that serious. She's decided that Dante is the reason that she's not going to marry the guy. And I'm just looking at her going, you're fucking stupid. Okay. Don't marry the Asian design major, but, uh, also don't get back together with Dante. Maybe. Yeah, seriously. She's she's just as bad as him in this situation. Maybe worse. I don't know. She was a cheater, so that that is pretty bad. Yeah, it, it tracks also. Dante wants to take her on a date so they can, you know, even though he's still with Veronica, it's fucking... Ugh. Yeah, fuck Dante, dude. Like, like, just fuck this dude. Okay, like... This is my this is my one point, my one point. And the fact of the matter is I can't even really get that up on a high horse about it, because (laughs) while I never actually did anything, I did want to do things that would would have been cheating. But technically, I never had the opportunity to cheat, so I never did it. So fuck Dante. Uh, Everybody has those thoughts every once in a while. It's what you do with them. (laughs) That actually matters. Randall comes back with. uh hermaphrodite porn he's like the best of both worlds Chicks i love how he's like i got this for us to watch together yeah see <laughs> they're doing it it's fine you you and i should watch some hermaphrodite porn together okay i don't think it's called that anymore i think that's technically considered a considered a slur at this point yeah you're probably right Chicks but that is dicks. what they call it in the movie because yep. that is what it was colloquially known as at the time i literally just found out this year that that was considered a slur i oh, did i had yeah. no awareness that that was considered a slur i went to the weird al concert and he had the word in one of his lyrics and he pauses right in the middle of the song is like listen i wrote this back in the 90s and i like right in the middle of the song right after he says it he's like listen i wrote this back in the 90s and i didn't know that this word was technically considered a slur so i just want everybody to know that i'm very very sorry and i didn't mean it as a slur i didn't mean anything negative by it i was just using it because i thought it was funny and i'm really really sorry and then he goes right back into the song so instead of watching the porn with randall dante says hey i'm gonna go on a date with Caitlin, Randall says, you're fucking stupid. He's right. He's very right. So he's going to go home and change and shit. Randall, you might have to close up tonight. You know, we get we get some more Jans on the Bob shenanigans with, you know, the Randall opening the door, Don, Jay putting the sign over his head that says, I eat cock and shit. <laughs> That's a pretty forced <laughs> scene, honestly. It's a bunch of mature people making a very mature joke. Then, Whimsy. Whimsy is the next section. Randall is watching porn when Caitlin shows up, and she's like, Jesus Christ, what are you watching? He's like, children's programming. And he's like, oh, hey, Caitlin, you and I both have, we have, we have something in common. We both eat Chinese. And she's like, dick and he's like exactly this scene actually is is kind of sweet because randall he basically tells caitlin hey if you break his heart again i'll fucking kill you yeah he was mine first territoriality (laughs) he was mine first and she's like oh that was so cute right before she goes into the bathroom where there's no lights because the boss doesn't want to pay the fucking electrician he said, "Well, the the key to it is, is he says every day, every night at five thirty four or something yeah. like that, the electricity goes out there. Nobody knows, and the boss won't pay for an electrician. I'm torn between my loyalty for the boss and my desire to piss with the lights on. <laughs> Quandary: a state of perplexity or uncertainty over what to do in a difficult situation." Dante comes back into the store. He's shooting the shit with Randall for just a second. Yep. And immediately, like right when he gets there, Caitlin comes out of the bathroom all happy. She's just 
super happy and look like she looks like she just got fucked okay she, she does she, she's playing yep. it off pretty well she's do, she's doing that and she's like how did you get over here so fast and how'd you change your clothes so quick and he's like well what the fuck are you talking about man uh i have been gone for like an hour or so and she's like no do you always talk this weird after you violate a woman so we learn that the guy who asked for the porn and the toilet paper totally died in the bathroom and while jerking off yes the coroner shows up and she's like well how long was he back there and he's like well we went to play a hockey game and went to a wake she's like but i thought you said you were here all day it's like no we closed the store down for like a couple hours and she's like and he was just trapped in here like yeah i don't think he was trapped i think he was dead like almost the whole time well she puts his time of death at 3 3 27 or 3 40 or something she gives a very specific time and it's like right after he went into the bathroom based on what dante said because dante was like yeah well we had this thing at this time and this thing at this time like within that window that was where the guy came in and he basically went in the bathroom just to jerk off and died immediately dead as fuck and caitlin totally fucked him and then randall's like so i bet this is the weirdest thing you've ever been called out on and she's like no one time i had to tag a kid who broke his neck trying to put his mouth on his penis and in a rare moment of restraint Randall does not mention they do. that he may have known the deceased. <laughs> Him and Dante just kind of look at each other for a second. Uh, <laughs> oh, also when she's there, when she right before they call the coroner and stuff, Caitlin's talking about Dante like he's not even in the room, and it's really weird to me because I know she's talking to Randall, but Dante was like literally touching her, and she could have been like, "You did this thing, you did this thing," but she's like, "He was there waiting for me, and he was doing this thing like he's not there," and it really weirded me out. The next section is lamentation, because needless to say, Caitlin is traumatized by <laughs> what she reala- suddenly realizes has happened. So Dante is officially defeated now. Him and Randall are sitting on like the freezer or something. While Randall's sitting up, Dante is laying down because he just can't anymore. Randall's saying Jaws lines incorrectly while doing <laughs> salsa shark. We're going to need a bigger boat. That's not what he says. He says, you're going to need a bigger boat, even though we didn't have the internet to tell us those kinds of things back in the day. So you're forgiven. Man goes in the cage. Cage goes in the salsa. Shark's in the salsa. Randall's like, dude, you haven't said anything for like 30 minutes. What the fuck's wrong with you? And he's like, this life. Like, God, I remember those days when I just kind of hated life for whatever reason. Yeah, I remember yesterday and the day before. (laughs) And the day before. You need some poontang, sir. I am such a fucking mopey Dante. I'm I'm a clerk's three. I bet I'm a clerk's three Dante. Time will tell on because that one, my friend. he's married to Rosario Dawson and they have a kid, so. And he's still a fucking clerk? Yeah, you've seen clerks too, haven't you? Uh, Yes, I have. I, I forgot how it ended, though. Oh, well, go watch it. It's I watched it like two times back in, you know, like right after it came out. Oh my God. You got to get your shit together, man. You need to start watching Universe movies as much. You got to catch up to me. Well, I would give it a rewatch, but I only own it on HD DVD. Oh, well, that's my HD DVD player isn't hooked up to the TV right now. After Dante says, this life is what's wrong. Randall goes, you know, basically says you need to shit or get off the pot you need to go, like fuck you shit or get off the pot and this is where dante tells the story it's like i can't just disrupt things to make myself more comfortable my mom once told me a story <laughs> about when i was three years old my potty lid was closed so instead of lifting it i shit my pants like, that's a like nice story and that's after randall says you just quit bitching and fucking quit your job you asshole yeah that, that that's a story of of something you need to overcome about yourself <laughs> yeah just just a little that's a ther- that's therapy right there you definitely need to learn to accept yourself, but you also need to learn that there are things you're doing to hold yourself back. You need yeah. to overcome that for yourself. Juxtaposition is the next section. That one's a little difficult. I don't really understand why 
because the lamentation one makes sense. Most of them make sense. This particular one, I don't get. Um, the act or an instance of placing two or more things side by side, often to compare or contrast or to create an interesting effect. So he's comparing uh, what his life would be like with Veronica as opposed to Caitlin. Oh, now I get it. It makes sense. He's I even, was not making that connection, but yes, you are absolutely right. He's even taping dollar bills back together. Subtlety right there. <sighs> uh, Jay and Silent Bob come in. Yeah, what happened with that old guy? He died in the bathroom. Well, I heard he was jerking off or something. I don't know. I wasn't watching. Yeah, he probably saw a can chick. I know I felt like beating him when I saw her. Oh, come here, bitch. You like this, huh? Huh? What you want, huh? Hey, hey, knock it off. That used to be my girlfriend, all right? I used to go out with her. Yeah, well, I thought we might be starting again. Do you already have a girlfriend? Yeah, Veronica. And what, you gonna dump her for that can chick? Maybe. I don't know, dude. That can chick's nice, but I see that Veronica girl doing shit for you all the time. I saw her rubbing your back, fucking come brings your food. Then I see her change your tire once. Hey, you know, I jacked up the car. All she did was unloosen the nuts and put the tire on. I don't know, she does a lot for you. She's my girlfriend. I had some girlfriends too, but all they wanted from me was reading shit. Shit, my grandma used to say, what's better, fucking a good play with nothing on it? No, wait, I fucked up. What's a good play with nothing on it? Meaning? I don't know, she was seen all shit. She used to fucking piss herself all the time. And shit herself. Come on, Samba, let's get the fuck out of this fucking jib joint with this fucking faggot Dante, you cock smoker. You know, there's a million fine looking women in the world, dude, but they don't all bring you lasagna at work. Most of them just cheat on you. Come on, lamp dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right. I love her. This is where Silent Bob speaks, and the only reason he speaks is because apparently Jay could not fucking say this line for some reason. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that line? Yeah. He can. It, it's like one of the <laughs> most direct, straightforward lines in the entire movie. In a line full of fucking tongue twisty dialogue, that is one of the most direct, <laughs> straight to the point lines that Kevin Smith wrote. Do you know where I, I can't remember the song, but do, do you know where I first heard? that phrase i have no idea i'm pretty sure i first heard it on an atari's album they sampled clerks and uh goodwill hunting must have been in the 90s uh 1999 that's a that's perfect advice man and they walk out dante goes holy shit i'm in love with veronica but (laughs) and then cut to randall (laughs) cut to randall going that's it he doesn't love you anymore he's just too big (laughs) of a bitch to tell you himself And then Randall, Randall is <laughs> Randall loves Dante so much. He's like, all right, buddy, I'm going to fix this I'm for helping you, you out. Uh, and being, <laughs> just completely fucks it up. Being the sensitive guy he is, he looks at Veronica and goes, I don't know thing one about chicks. So if you need to cry, I can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm not sad. But then she, you know, <laughs> cuts to her fucking kicking Dante's ass. Good uh, for her, by the way. Yeah. I'm 100% on her side in this. And she lets it slip that Randall told her, and he's like, what the fuck? Why? And then the next section is... Cause... Even though I am 100% Dante in this situation, I'm totally on her side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he was being stupid. He came to the what uh, is kind of like the half right decision if he's really that unhappy in the relationship he should just get out of it. But uh, what he really needs to do is get the fuck over Caitlyn because she is poison for him yeah they dated in high school for fuck's sake uh, <laughs> randall even says yeah. that he's like you're pining all day over some chick you dated in fucking high school man high school 
Yeah, that was like four to five years ago. Time to move on, brother. Yeah, maybe just a little. So Catharsis is the last, no, the second to last section. Randall goes back to the store and he opens the door and from off screen, Dante like grabs his throat and he jumps him and they're they're going to do a little cutesy fucking fight where they're knocking shit all over the place. This is another one of those horribly choreographed sequences after they're done with the fight they're sitting there on top of all the shit they knocked over and apparently kevin smith says that this is the time that the boss the owner of the place walked in and saw what was going on and then walked right back out without saying a word (laughs) i was actually wondering about that because i'm watching it thinking i don't think the boss would be stoked about that because they're like sitting there and they have just fucking wrecked this convenience store. And they're going to have to clean that shit up before it opens again. Yeah, he was just shooting when it was closed. That guy was nice to let him do that. Fuck. He was nice not to rip him a new one when he walked in and saw what they were doing. I mean, this guy is pretty fucking understanding. At this point, Randall was just trying to help his friend. But, you know, I understand why Dante's pissed off. They're 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 done fighting and they're just sitting there. And Randall's like, my throat hurts. It's kind of hard to swallow. It's like, oh, everything hurts because we were just fighting and shit. Dante goes, you know, this, this is happening and this is happening and this this is bad but you know the worst thing about all of this i'm not even supposed to be here today and randall's like fuck you man you could have said no <laughs> you could have fucking told them to fuck off or whatever and it's like you always try to blame other people for your dumb bullshit when you should just fucking grow up and do this because you know we we work a job that monkeys could do i work in this shitty fucking video store really badly i like what he says he he, he says you like to act like the world would fall apart if you weren't there yeah everything's but so nobody much more. fucking cares yeah nobody Nothing cares you do matters everything's so much more important so much more epic than it really is yeah i totally get that if i quit my job just out of the blue they'd be kind of fucked for a couple days they'd be a little confused but they'd figure it out and it would be okay the next section is denouement i don't know how to pronounce it because i'm not fucking french doesn't that mean like the ending or something yeah climax climax there we go they clean up the store together because apparently they've forgiven each other at this point you know it's time to close Randall goes, hey, man, do you want me to do anything before I get out of here? Oh, no, what are you what are you going to do tomorrow? He's like, no, I'm calling I'm calling in sick uh, because I'm going to go visit <laughs> visit Caitlin at the hospital and I'm going to go talk to Veronica and see if she'll have me back. Randall says, hey, man, I could talk to her if you want. He's like, no. So he's going to man up a little bit and do it himself. Yeah, but he's still going. He, he's, he's still trying to keep his lines out. It's fucking doof. Yeah. He's still going to go to visit Caitlin in the hospital, you know, well, like that- it, not that that's not like it. Not that there's not a potential human level, you know, just on a human level to go visit someone in the hospital, but come the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, then you know, Randall says, you know, is there anything you need me to do before I leave? And he's like, no, you know what? Just wrangle out the door for me. And then he sings to him. Here comes Randall. He's a berserker or whatever. <laughs> and then Randall, uh, Randall wrangles out the door and then he opens the door and pokes his head in and throws Dante the fucking thing that says, I assure you we're open and says, Hey, we're closed. And then the end, and then it's the end. Or is it? It is. If you're watching the theatrical cut. Oh, the extended cut has more. So do you want me to spoil it for you? Because people, might, uh, people might like it. You know what? Maybe don't. Cause I am okay. going to eventually watch okay. that. So don't spoil it just yet. All right. Well, it has an ending, a different one. Okay. All right. For, but we, but that's not the version we're reviewing this time. We're reviewing the no, theatrical, the which theatrical you expressly version. said to me when I asked. Yep. I just I just know stuff. God damn it. So we're not going to spoil it for the listeners or for me. Fuck the listeners. That's a bold stance for a show with as few listeners as we have, which we take 
every single episode. Do you really want to associate with people who listen to a show like this? Absolutely not. Those scumbags, I don't want anything to do with them. Do you have any final thoughts on Clerks before we run away? <laughs> forgot about that. It's a quintessentially 90s movie. It's a great time capsule. And I think what a lot of the negative reviewers were missing out uh, when we were reading through the negative reviews on IMDb, which I think we actually did before we started recording. What I think a lot of those are missing out on is that it's a movie that you have to view SQ. as well, a little right. bit. But um, what, what I mean to say is it's a movie you have to view in the context of the time it came out during, because if you view it in the context of today's movies, yeah, I mean, a lot of the a lot of the people who are like, what's the big deal? I don't get it. You know, there's there's like three negative reviews from uh, or one star reviews, I should say, from like 2021 or something and or 2017, 2018, that that range. And they're all kind of like, I don't see what the big deal is. It's just a bunch of people talking like nothing happens. Who cares? Yeah. If you view it in the context of today's movies where a lot of filmmakers have been inspired by what Kevin Smith did in Clerks, it doesn't seem very original. I agree. But at the time, it was a remarkable piece of filmmaking just because nobody was making movies like this. I mean, I, they, there were probably a couple of other people who were making movies like this, but they were all like on the same level of Kevin Smith, where they were in the indie scene. And some of them were experiencing breakouts at that time. But yeah, like in the main, you weren't seeing movies like this. And you certainly weren't seeing them hit with the level of popularity that this hit with. So it really does need to be viewed as a as a period piece, basically. Yeah, it's, it's it's aged well overall, but I think, yeah, it's definitely of its time also. If you like movies with people talking about Star Wars, it should be more relevant today than ever. Fucking everybody. Everybody <laughs> talks about Star Wars constantly still. The problem is, I think, with viewing it today, not only do you have all of the filmmakers who are influenced by it, which is a lot, it's also basically a Reddit conversation or a social <laughs> media conversation in film form. It is. You're right. But right. that's from a time when there was no outlet for like not everybody had a voice in the 90s that was being seen by everybody on Earth or could be anyway. Nowadays, we have things like Reddit and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram where you can go and you can post these thoughts that are basically ripped straight from a Kevin Smith movie because Kevin Smith's conversations were ripped straight from his real life experiences. But you can go to these places and see stuff like this. And it, so it doesn't seem original. But at that time, there was no outlet like that. Nobody was on message boards where you could see this kind of shit. And the, the, the tiny fraction of people who were were such a sliver of the population that it was essentially nobody. You should watch Clerks. It gets a heavy recommend for me, as with most Kevin Smith movies, not all most. Me too. But watch it in its uh, in its context with, with with that context. Yeah, especially if you're going to if, if you're going to really enjoy, Ke you know, really enjoying Kevin Smith. I don't know. It's a clerk, small rats, chasing Amy dogma, Jay and Silent Bob strike back clerks Two, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. If you're on board for those, you know, there you go. That that's Kevin Smith. Then, you know, you can watch red state if you want. It gets a little weird. He's got other movies that. and he's got other good movies, yeah. but that's like, that's his little universe that he created. That's the actual universe. It's called the Askewniverse. Watch them all. Fuck it. The next time we visit Kevin Smith, it'll probably be Chasing Amy because that's the next movie that came out. The next, uh, well, the next chronological movie. We've done the first two. Now it's, you know, it's time to time to cruise on down the fucking Askew road. It's going to be cop out for sure. I, I'm down. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs>
Let's do it next week, except we're not doing it next week. I'll tell you what we're going to do next week here in a little bit. But you know what? I think that's Clerks. I think we're done. You can go ahead and follow us on some social media on everything at the Shark Pod, even though we were berating you earlier. But, you know, if you want to get berated on a personal level, you can send us messages and stuff and we can make you feel bad about yourself there or you know you could join the patreon and pay us to insult you oh yeah because we do that a lot more on there because we're jerks yep. patreon.com slash sharks across hollywood you can also hear us talk about friday the 13th all the friday the 13th movies 2021 the 13th 2022 a year in the asylum where we're talking about some asylum mockbusters uh the year's coming to an end here soon in a few months so we'll be moving on to the next thing so you guys should fucking get your asses in gear get in on the oh we're we're, we're in the fucking basement right now but you know get get in and come with us <laughs> do it ride this ride this uh sodium free gravy train all the way to the top i guess because <laughs> we're old <laughs> um <laughs> you got me with that one man i didn't see that coming at all <laughs> that's called improv i did it <laughs> Um, we're going to come back next week with another indie film, but, a, but but one that came out in like 2021 instead of 1994 that I'm sure 90% of the people in the world don't fucking know about because the world makes no goddamn sense. We're going to talk about Dinner in America, which sounds like it should be like some period piece, but I'm pretty sure it takes place in the 2020s. Yeah, I can't swear on that one. We we talked about that last week, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm very confused as to the... Uh, <laughs> The time frame that this is supposed to be set in. Fuck it, man. We'll talk about that shit next week because yeah, you'll 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 be here. Everybody will be here. There's a it's lot. It's gonna of, be a good time. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes coming up, and um, stressing out a little more than normal because that's just the way my brain's working right now. So that's healthy. Yay! All right, come back next week. Listen to us talk about Dinner in America because it's a good fucking movie. I'll tell you that right now. But until then, stay jawsome.